We're a unique podcast for families of faith, produced by parents and pastors who understand and appreciate how hard it is to maintain your faith in a hostile culture. We're here to encourage and support you in the most vital role of all, parenting. If you're feeling overwhelmed and afraid, it's okay. You're not alone. Brilliantly Brave is hosted by two honest and engaging dads with nine kids between them. A road tripper, author, and pastor, Father Brad Mathias, and iShine founder, solo parenting expert, and all-around foodie, Mr. Robert Beeson. Join us each week as we explore and engage with some of the most intriguing, inspiring, outrageous, and awesome parents in the world. This is Brilliantly Brave. Hi, welcome to Brilliantly Brave Parenting. I am one of the hosts, Pastor Brad Mathias, and my other host, Robert Beeson. You didn't say sidekick. This is the first time in many podcasts that you haven't called me a sidekick. Well, this is a special podcast. Okay. This is, this is a get-to-know-your-hosts gotcha. podcast. Okay. Perfect. Yeah, so uh, for our audience, they're listening to this amazing podcast about parenting in uh, a post-Christian culture. And um, we never actually introduced ourselves. I mean, it's true. You know, we talk about hi, and, and they know our name, but they really have no idea about our backstory unless they took the time to go through our blogs and, and check out the website at Brilliantly Brave. WordPress.com. I would say, uh, as just sort of a disclaimer, that we're both troubled people. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's that's one of the first accurate things you said today. That's very true. Yeah, we're troubled hosts. We're not. uh, We're not. We're not normal. Yeah, we're not normal. or, Or are we necessarily someone you want to emulate? Well, that, that gives a great deal of confidence to, to people out there. I, I'll say that, no, you don't want to emulate, but maybe you could learn from our mistakes. Ah, that- now we're getting hot. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the whole idea of the Brilliantly Brave podcast is to sort of empower the parent who's feeling like they just do not do a good job. Yeah. Let me, let me jump in and kind of interview you on something, because this was your brainchild, and... Um, and I, I'm, I, we, the slogan is uh, parenting in a postmodern culture. And I, I think that it, go, it should be discussed, why, why that's important. And so from your background, Brad, why don't you tell us what that means to you from parenting in a post-Christian culture? Are we in a post-Christian culture now? Or are we headed to one? Or what's, why did you come up with that as being the kind of the overarching theme of this podcast? Yeah, I think uh, that's a great question. And you know, I I really identify with the parent who feels like they've messed up mm. so bad. There's no redemption. There's mm. no hope of recovery. Uh, my personal testimony goes back to a late conversion. I was in my early 30s in a medical career uh, when I became a believer in Jesus Christ. And so uh, my, my marriage was two years into a divorce. Uh, I had three children at the age of seven. Uh, I had done everything wrong a father or a husband could do. Hmm. And so for the parent who's out there, who's feeling like, look, I, I'm reaping the whirlwind, right? You know, I have sown these oats and now I have disaster and chaos in my home and in my family. And God would never, ever step into this mess. This is my mess. Right. And so, you know, the, the parent is feeling just this overwhelming guilt and shame and weight of responsibility for their actions. And that can happen in any generation. That's true. 
But when you pancake that experience with looking at a culture that's completely rejected the Christian biblical worldview, then you now have a, a double whammy, if you will, on, on today's parents. And I think there are a lot of parents who go to church who profess their faith in Christ, who feel overwhelmed and frankly, just exhausted by the idea of combating yeah. the digital tsunami that is our culture. Right. And so kids are, are getting all these voices. They're hearing all these things. We know that 80% of our kids are bailing on their faith when, yep. they, when they get to high school. Uh, out of high school. Yeah. Right. So they graduate high school and they leave the church. And so eight out of 10 kids are doing that. That's not an opinion. It's a fact. Yeah. yeah. Parents are sort of aware deep down something's wrong, but they're not sure exactly what it is they can do about it. Hmm. And the last thing a parent is feeling is brilliant or yeah. brave. And so, you know, the, the title of this podcast is sort of tongue-in-cheek because it's it, none of us feel brilliant or brave about parenting. Right. I mean, we all feel unqualified. Uh, some of us feel even more unqualified than others. And so the whole idea of the podcast was to bring together a collection of different people, uh, viewpoints on parenting that were authentic, mm. transparent, uh, and practical. That, yeah. That everyday parents could really listen to gain inspiration from insight even uh and and really help them uh continue the journey of parenting so in your mind we are living in an era being a post-christian society i believe so and i i think you know as a pastor i've studied this and, and been through the seminary process and along with other great authors and thinkers i think it's very clear that in the last decade we have crossed the line from the christian judeo worldview being prominent in our culture mm -hmm. to now statistically we are the minority mm -hmm. and so that for me that's the definition we're in a post-christian culture because there are less christians than there are non-christians mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, you start to that, – that's not only true numerically, but you're also seeing that just in the values and in the way that our culture is, you know, passing laws, you yeah. know, from, you know, the right to, to use drugs publicly to same-sex marriage to, right. you know, all of these gender-twisting things that are happening. You know, and I'm not here to make political statement, but I am here to say that for the Christian who's trying to raise their kid, based upon the traditional values of the Bible, that is overwhelming. Yeah, I would have to agree with you. And um, it's you, you, we've seen it in Europe before. We've seen it, you know, uh, the culture go to a post-Christian society and never thought that we would see America that was founded on, on Christianity being a, a fundamental, um, not only just a belief structure of our, our, our founding fathers, but now you think, you know, it's the, the decisions that are made either by the Supreme Court or by, you know, the president. And it, it is not reflecting. And I don't think they even point to any kind of Christian um, backbone that we've had as a country. So it's, it's kind of frightening. And, you know, again, I, like I'm not trying to make a political statement either. That's not what this is about. But I think we need to see the writing on the wall in that this is this is definitely creeping further and further away from the Christian roots, at least in America, that, that it had. The thing that's encouraging to me about that, that we've seen in Europe and in other countries, China even, when it is a post-Christian society or culture, the church comes alive. Like the, the, 
the the members like it seems like because it's not the popular thing and it's and sometimes it's a criminal thing mm. the faith of the believers in those countries seems to be so much more authentic and real and deeper than if i had one criticism about the church of america it would be that it seems more like a club at times than it does a deeply held belief and and so i think that that's you know you talk about this a lot about just the authentic faith and 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 really getting in touch with what God is doing in our lives personally and, and understanding the application of Scripture in our lives. And I think moving into this era, it's challenging to be a parent in that era, but it's also, it's not all, our job is not to necessarily to change culture, to say, oh my gosh, let's let's write the sinking ship of Christianity in American culture. But more, it's how do we equip the parents to have a right. more authentic faith and in that disciple their kids. Is that fair? Yeah, it is fair. And I think you know, one of the greatest challenges that we have uh, as parents in a post-Christian culture is this holding on to our hope. Hmm. Uh, I think the battle for our hearts and minds is really a battle for for hope over despair. Hmm. And, uh, you know, if you watch the news regularly, you're going to be full of despair. That's very true. Um, and so it's, it's really about inspiring parents uh, to keep going, to keep fighting this good fight, as Paul wrote to Timothy. Um, but but also to recognize that the Bible largely was written to an audience that was a minority. Right. So the truths of Scripture really become unlocked in the post-Christian culture. And so America has been this anomaly for 150, 200 years where we as Christians were the majority. Right. And for the first time, we're like really the rest of history. Right. In the sense that we're uh, – we're not in a, a totally friendly environment anymore. Mm -hmm. There are critiques. There are significant questions about what we believe and why we yeah. believe them. What do you think are some of the, the primary things that parents are facing in this, in this culture? Well, there's two things that happen to a Christian uh, family uh, or a parenting family that, that is uh, following a faith. So whether you're Catholic, Christian, Charismatic, Pentecostal, Amish, or Mennonite, it doesn't matter. The bottom line is that you're trying to transfer your faith from one generation to the next. Mm -hmm. And that is a sacred duty. That's a task that goes back to the very beginning of time. And so that sacred duty is on top of raising and equipping your kids to be independent, thinking, wise adults. Hmm. So you have a secular challenge, which is to raise your children to be independent, self-contained uh, adults, to also carry with them the DNA of your faith. Hmm. So there's two really significant roles that are, that are being thrust upon Christians today. Hmm. And uh, that first challenge is enough all by itself. The mm -hmm. idea of just equipping your kid to handle a bank account, do a budget, get through school, and, right. and hold down a job is a big deal, especially <laughs> with millennials. And we'll talk about that in our podcast. <laughs> but, you know, there's just all kinds of stuff that goes with that. But I really wanted to focus on this idea that, that parenting kids spiritually is not only a sacred duty for us, but it's also an impossible task on our own. Then that kind of sets up something that I want to say that I think will tee up an answer for you. And that is, that's what great churches are for, isn't it? Taking right. our kids yeah, to sure. church and dropping them off. Just drop your kids them. off and, you know, yeah, 12 years later they pop out and they can uh, say the 
the Apostles' Creed and, and recite John 3.16, and you're good, right? And they don't want to ever attend church again. Right. Yeah, they have no interest in being fake. But there, so many churches are going after kids so hard, um, it's kind of easy, at least we live in the Bible Belt, to say, I got the spiritual formation of my kids down because I have an amazing youth minister at my church. Right. Yeah, or or they went through all year, all six years of Awana. You know, right. they got every patch. Um, yeah. And what so, would you say to that? Well, what I'd say to that is that's a fantastic foundation to build from. Mm-hmm. You know, this idea that the church actually, you know, can raise our kids is dangerous. That's a dangerous idea, and I don't think anyone consciously thinks it. Mm-hmm. But I think as parents, we sort of default there. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just too tired. I'm too overwhelmed. I've got my own thing. And I think. Uh, many parents think, well, the church people are the experts at spiritual formation, so I'm going to let them handle that area. Because we're taught as a culture that you go to a doctor for, you know, a dermatologist who specializes in skin, or you go to an internal doctor for things that are going on inside your body. You find the experts in those areas, and they they treat you. I think parents look at maybe the spiritual formation as like, well, let me drop it off the church because they're the experts. Absolutely. And and we've been trained to sort of do that. Right. You know, the the church itself is is very helpful. And I like what you said, that that's, that's great. That's a great foundation. But there's a huge but there, right? There is a huge but there. And it, it, it is a significant pause in thinking, if you will. I think uh, f- the biggest surprise I had as a parent is that I knew my kids better than anyone else. Hmm. Like, that was a surprise. I, I really felt like that, that a pastor or an author of a book would have a deeper insight into these amazingly annoying things my kids do. Right. Because they're the experts. Yeah, because they went to school. Right. You know, and I, I'm just surviving parenthood. I, I don't have a degree that gives me a reason to qualify my opinion. Right. Right. And what I've found as a as a Christian and as walking this out, my kids now are all in college or beyond. Mm-hmm. And what I found is that the Holy Spirit is the expert mm. on my kid. And if I'm in relationship with God through the Holy Spirit, which is just a simple way of saying, am I praying regularly? Am I allowing God to instruct me as a parent? Then suddenly I am the expert. Right. Because if God isn't random, if he connected my child with with my wife and I, then that means my wife and I are the best parents possible for my child. Right. And, And that little step of faith really makes a big difference for a parent to begin to realize, you know what? Uh, I'm an imperfect parent, but I have access to the wisest, most trusted voice for parenting in the world, and that's the Holy Spirit. Hmm. And so, so many times as a parent, I would fail over and over and again, and I would get down on my knees in total frustration and say, Lord, I just need help. And immediately an idea would pop into my head, some random thing, some little detail about my daughter or my son, and that would be the difference maker. Hmm. It's so true when you, you know, and, and, and God promised, Jesus promised to do that. You know, I mean, it was always taking what I was just reading today in, in my reading, the, the examples that, I mean, I'll just give one where, you know, Jesus said he was teaching and there was 4,000 people or five, 7,000 at the feeding of the 5,000. What was it? Yeah. You know, a lot, Galilee, of people. a lot of people. Yeah. He didn't just miraculously pop bread and fish into existence. He asked what existed. And he multiplied that. And I th- and there was m- multiple stories. I think Psalm 107 was the other one where it's talking about God meets us where we're at. And if we call out to him, 
he provides for us. Um, Abraham and Isaac, just before Abraham was ready to sacrifice Isaac, at the last moment, God took that situation and interceded. I mean, there's there's constantly examples of this where God takes what we've got and what we're doing, the best that we're doing, and multiplies it. I think that's similar to what you're saying. For me, I know with my kids, there are so many times that I feel completely out of control. I don't know. I just don't know what to say. I don't know how to respond to issues that they're dealing with. And it may not even mean a conflict. It may just be uh, one of them says, well, what about this? What about gay marriage? Why can't two people that love each other just be married? And you're, you know, caught flat footed and, you know, in, in the bright lights and you don't know what to say. And it's, it's amazing to me, just that, that little moment of saying, God, I, I need your help here. How mm-hmm. he multiplies what we stored up in our minds is maybe information God activates and turns it into something that is supernatural. Right. Um, but it doesn't happen unless we go to him to ask for it. Right. Yeah. I think what we're skirting around, Robert, is this this understanding that God is after the heart, mm-hmm. not our mind. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of parents get stuck on on really an intellectual conversion. This idea of getting our kids to know about God. To convince them. Yeah, to convince them that the Bible is the truth. Right. And so there's this intellectual sort of uh, negotiation that's occurring in parenthood today. And, and really, that's good. That mm-hmm. is the foundation. And so training your children how yeah. the Bible works and the, the books of the Bible and the, the stories in the Bible and what we believe as Christians about God. But that is not the same as introducing our kids into a relationship with God. Hmm. It, it's, it's a heart experience, not a mind experience. And so there is a transition that occurs in adolescence where our children will have to determine for themselves what it is they're going to believe. Hmm. And so this podcast exists to equip parents who are right in the middle of that transition or after it and have no idea what to do. Hmm. They're just overwhelmed. And, and I want to give stories uh, and illustrations of how God has shown up in other parents' lives. Hmm. And some of these people are famous. Some of these people that are on the podcast are the heads of national and international ministries. Right? Hmm. They're a big deal. They've written books. They, they are wise and, and capable and, uh, and accomplished people. And some of the people we're interviewing are homeschool moms who live in the middle of the country, have five or six kids, and know no more than anyone else. And yet you sense the power of the Holy Spirit within them Hmm. as they share their stories. And so the whole uh, broad scope of this, the inspiration behind it was to equip and encourage parents. Yeah. And I think it's just, I think it's doing just that. And it's through authentic stories and honest, um, honest insights because we're not, we don't have it all figured out, but we can certainly learn from each other. And I, I like what you said, and I completely resonate with this, that it is about the heart and, um, it's not about the behavior of our kids. It's it's really about. I mean, those things are important. Absolutely. But at the end of the day, it's it's about not only connecting our heart to them, but knowing that their heart is engaged with their father is is the goal, and not just giving them the ammunition to be able to defend their faith. I've, I mean, I think that's great, but I don't know that that's transformational. Correct, and and. It- I'm on a journey uh, of parenthood. You're on a journey of parenthood. Our audience, we're all on this journey together. Yep. And so uh, 
allowing our listeners to come in each week and listen to our journey and, and, and inviting us to join them in their journey is the point. Right. The isolation that can occur in a Christian home as a parent right now is profound. Mm. Uh, the feeling of shame and fear that I can't really reveal to anyone what I'm struggling with personally or what I'm struggling with as a, as a parent. Right. This is the place to come. This is the place to come and, and to understand you're not alone. There are other people going through the exact same thing and that your God is capable and faithful no matter what culture you're raising your kids in. Amen. That's a great way to end this. Awesome. Well, I hope people uh, subscribe and and follow along with us. Uh, It is our privilege to share with them on a weekly basis. Truly. Parents, remember, even if you may not feel brilliant or brave, you are. For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. And I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed. I am convinced that he is able to guard until that day what has been entrusted to me. 2 Timothy 1, 7 and 13. This podcast is a service of iShine Ministries and the Tween Gospel Alliance, all rights reserved. Donations to Brilliantly Brave are tax deductible at iShineLive.com. Review and subscribe to this podcast on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, or on our webpage. And read our blog and connect with us at WordPress at BrilliantlyBrave.com. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Brilliantly Brave. What our kids believe is going to define them for a lifetime. According to George Barna, by the age of 13, what a kid believes is what he'll die believing. For parents and for pastors, that's a frightening experience, especially if you've got an 11 or 12-year-old. At the iShine Ministries headquarters, this became a huge priority in the last year. We partnered with the Tween Gospel Alliance to bring you a brand new resource known as the Shock and Awe Study Guide. And I'm here with one of the co-founders of this entire program, Robert Beeson. Can you tell us, what is the Shock and Awe Study Guide? It is awesome. More than that? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) The Shock and Awe Study Guide is a super cool thing that either a parent can do with their kid or a youth pastor can do with their students or a children's pastor can do with their students. And here's the cool thing about it. It is apologetics for kids. Wow. So it's the really huge evidence and thoughts of apologetics wrapped in a way that is really tangible and simple for kids to understand, answering four primary questions. And they are, what if there's a God? What if the Bible is true? What if Jesus is who he said he was? And what if I'm part of that plan? And we believe if you can answer those four questions and you are drawn through evidence proving those four questions, that really it's going gonna, it's gonna to establish a pretty unshakable foundation of faith. That sounds very helpful, especially if you're a parent or pastor and you're concerned about the condition of your child's faith, what they believe, what the voices of culture are telling them. If that's you and you're interested, go to iShineLive.com and check out in our web store the Shock and Awe Study Guide. It has a digital cloud video base, so it's four studies in a small paperback volume for $9, and it has four videos that go with four studies. It can be done in a weekend, it can be done over a month, or it can be done bi-monthly, however you need it. It is a fantastic resource that I have used as a pastor in my own home church, and I have been impressed. So, check it out. Check it out.